Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess Evil coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. How are all my pod people doing this President's Day evening? Did you get all the great mattress deals you wanted? <laughs> well, I hope so, because after tonight's movie review, you may want to just go to bed and hope tomorrow is better. <laughs> Tonight's movie, as you already know from the title and maybe the thumbnail, is Werewolf of Washington from 1973. I chose this one because, well, it's President's Day and because there'll be a full moon in a couple days, so this seems like the perfect combo. And even though it's only got 13% on Rotten Tomatoes and 4 out of 10 on IMDb, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and if you want to watch uh, before finishing the podcast... The last time I checked, it was on Tubi and YouTube, but this is a warning. It's not good. Maybe with a few drinks and some friends, it might still be terrible. <laughs> so watch at your own risk. <laughs> so before we jump into this hairy debacle, let's do a couple quick reflections, shall we? Quick reflection number one. Thanksgiving from 2023. Oh, okay, this movie is great. It's a slasher that's actually 80s slasher good. The setting, acting, and storyline were perfect. The killer, John Carver, was awesome, and it had so many creative, fun kills. Definitely a yearly watch. Destined to be a classic. Unless they totally shit the bed on the sequel. But I'm hoping. Uh, so I give Thanksgiving 10 out of 10 pop-up turkey thermometers. <laughs> Quick reflection number two. Sounds of Silence from 1989. Okay, now this one had an interesting idea and a couple good actors. The setting and soundtrack were just kind of off. I like the ending, but not enough to ever watch this again. So I give Sounds of Silence 5.5 out of 10 black-eyed children. Quick reflection number three. Vivarium from 2019. Now this is not strictly a horror movie, but pretty close. I really like this one. It was It had a creepy vibe all the way through interesting concepts, and the effects were pretty good. The ending that you could see coming happened, but then had a twist that I thought was just hilarious. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch, so I give Vivarium 8 out of 10 screaming children. Well, that's enough quick reflections for tonight. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the podcast on wherever you're listening. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or movie recommendations, feel free to message me on any of my socials. And all that info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, I guess we can't put it off any further. <laughs> Let's get into our Full Moon President's Day movie. Enjoy. Tonight, I am reviewing The Werewolf of Washington from 1973. All right. We opened on a moonrise and some helpful narrative. Jack Whittier is my name. Maybe you remember my byline. I was the youngest member of the Washington Press Corps, its fastest rising star, one of the best and brightest, as we used to say, before so much blood passed under those pretty Potomac bridges. I was having an affair with the president's daughter, and I wanted out without hurting her feelings or, frankly, my career. So I had my paper reassigned me to our bureau in Budapest. Somehow, the president heard I was banished for being too pro-administration, and he offered me a job which I couldn't refuse, which is where the terrible events that were to destroy my career and my life begin. Well, there we go. A lovely little catch-up story. I love those. Now, we focus on our main character, Jack Whittier, played by Dean Stockwell, 
who you may know from They Nest, The Langoliers, or most notably, the original Quantum Leap series. Anyway, Jack seems to be reenacting the scene from the original Wolfman and the silver-headed cane, then hard cut, and he's talking to Giselle, and they are heading back to Washington from where they are in Hungary. And she's not happy about that. So while driving to the airport, Jack almost hits the man standing in the middle of the road with his motorcycle and crashes into a tree. He gets out to yell at the man, but the guy just says nothing and he just stands there. The car won't start and then the man just drops his bike and walks off into the woods, still not saying anything. Maybe he's in shock or something. I don't know. So they go after him, then another hard cut. And they're at some sort of traveler campsite again, very reminiscent of the gypsy camp from the original 1941 Wolfman movie, which was my first Shades of Grey episode. Haha, <laughs> plug. <laughs> anyway, he's trying to get help by yelling and screaming in English, and they can't understand him. And Giselle is not being very helpful at all. So they all drive off, leaving Jack and Giselle. Jack and Giselle? Oh my god, was that on purpose? Like Jack and Giselle, Jack and Jill in the forest? Oh, no, wait, that was Hansel and Gretel. Anyway, Jack and Giselle go back to the car, and Jack tells her to wait there, and he goes off to maybe find help. Then, of course, a wolf howls as he's walking away. Another hard cut, and Jack is talking to someone who speaks English that tells him not to go to, I guess, the gas station tonight, and then they focus on the full moon and more howling. <laughs> so he goes back to the car, and Giselle is gone, of course. So he grabs his cane and heads back into the woods to find Giselle, who is supposed to stay in the car. Uh, but you know what? Maybe she had to pee. I don't know. Oh, look, there she is leaning against a tree, looking at a black dog that I guess is supposed to be a wolf, but it's clearly a German shepherd. <laughs> Not interchangeable people. And it attacks Jack, but he hits it with his cane and knocks it out. But not before he got bit in the chest, just like the wolfman in 1941. I know, I know. I may be saying that a bunch, but this whole first part is just rip-off after rip-off. Uh, I mean, homage to, homage to. <laughs> anyway, he looks back at the wolf. <laughs> I just did air quotes like you could hear them. <laughs> anyway, so he looks back at the quote-unquote wolf, and <laughs> it's a man. And it's the motorcycle guy. Hard cut to what I'm guessing is a train station and Jack telling the cop that he killed the guy with the cane but they're all acting weird and not charging him because there's no body. And so it must have been a wolf. He could find no corpse. Oh, come on. I killed a man and I killed him with this thing. You said it was an accident, my it boy. It was an accident. But are you going to just take my word for it? Aren't you going to detain me? The inspector has offered us his car and the driver. What's going on here? This country is crawling with bureaucrats. Where are they? Why aren't they here questioning us? Jack, they are willing to let go us. Let's go. What are you trying to cover up? Is the White House behind us? The what house? The White House. It is easy. You don't even know what are you saying. What'd she say? She says you are feverish because of the bone. I'm afraid I must ask you to leave the area at once. I tell you again, no one has been reported missing. No corpse has been found. If you continue to make a nuisance of yourself, I shall have you lock it up. How come do you speak English? Huh? Maybe he needs a doctor, but no, he's just got an open chest wound. That's fine, I guess. Ugh. 
Then a whole scene with the mother of the werewolf giving him an amulet to protect him, just like in the 1941 movie. <laughs> Rip off. Um, the lighting in this movie also is awful. They must only have overhead lights in Hungary, because... No. Cut to the next scene, and... What? Is this a scene from inside a toilet? Was the cameraman some sort of toilet cam pervert? I don't know. But Jack throws his protective amulet into the toilet and flushes it away. Outside of the toilet is a nightmare of a bathroom that, you know, I could see in a tacky 80s gold hotelier's home. You know who I'm talking about. This bathroom is hideous. This is the kind of bathroom you go into to get sick to puke. <laughs> oh, my. So we are at some D.C. political party and the president is there introducing Jack as the new press secretary. And there's this outrageous woman who I think is one of the senator's wives or something. Hey, I'm the senator's wife! She's this horny old mess, but she has great jewelry, so that's something. Actually, I think I see my future looking at her. <laughs> oh. Then we cut back to Jack making some moves on the president's daughter, Marion. Wait, what happened to Giselle? Did he just leave her in Hungary at the train station? <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, the president's daughter has a five head, and ooh, she's engaged to a psychiatrist. Then we get some shots of the moon rising. Cut back to Jack and a sauced up Mrs. Cabtree, sitting on the couch, and Jack looks at her hand and a pentagram appears and disappears. <gasps> Uh-oh, that's probably not good. <laughs> Cut to outside under the full moon and a drunk Mrs. Cabtree walking home, and a growling happens, and she screams, and then it's the next day. <laughs> Cut to a parking lot and a woman screams and then they cut away. I don't understand this editing. Uh, they cut to the office of the Attorney General and they get a call. And not now. Yeah. My God. This country coming to. Mrs. Captree was just found dead. Guts rip it open. Ooh, Jack's going to the White House, I guess to see the president, but he runs into his daughter, of course. Then he has a meeting with the president and some other older woman, and she has a pentagram on her hand. I mean, this curse is really into some golden girls. <laughs> This one looks kind of like Dorothy. Uh. So Jack runs off and locks himself in some room in the White House so he doesn't hurt Marion, the president's daughter. Later that night, out in D.C. at a gas station, a car pulls up with a werewolf in a suit already on top of it. And guess who's in the car? That's right. Dorothy from earlier in the day. Thank you for being a friend. Bye-bye, Dorothy. Next morning at the gas station with the dead body and the attorney general, Jack, the press secretary, and the military psychiatrist is there? What the hell do any of them have to do with this? Why aren't the police taking care of it? Anyway, so Jack goes to interview the witnesses, the two quote-unquote hippies. While interviewing the witnesses, Jack looks at the female witness's hand, and we don't see if she has a pentagram, but she's young, so maybe not. Cut to Jack in another hideous restroom. Then there's this whole scene with the president and an astronaut, with the astronaut peeing, and the president trying to get into the stall with Jack in it, pretending he's not in it. It's a weird scene. 
And it goes on for so long, all while listening to the astronaut peeing. <laughs> now in the president's office, Jack wants the president to find him a replacement or put a guard on him during the full moon. So he knows he's doing this, right? Okay. But the president isn't listening and wants him to be the speechwriter for the vice president. And then we cut to some French restaurant, Sans Souci. Probably not pronouncing that correctly, which means no worries. And inside, Jack is with the psychiatrist, Dr. Salmon. Dr. Salmon, do you believe that a man can change into an animal? Animal? Have you ever heard of the mark of the beast? What? There's a curse on me. I was bitten by a wolf. And it wasn't a wolf. Only it wasn't a wolf. It was a werewolf. And now when the full moon rises, I change into an animal. With only one desire, the desire to kill. Oh, Jack, really, a werewolf. Well, what about my blackouts? And my scar? And my finger? And what about those shoes? I think you're in trouble, Jack, but not the kind of trouble you think you have. What about my seeing the sign of a telegram? Well, sometimes we see our conflicts in terms of political symbols. What's politics got to do with this? What does the Pentagon have to do with it? The Pentagon, gentlemen, the five-pointed star. We're going to order dinner now. Talk like a real good. Would you come to the bathroom with me? Please, come with me to the bathroom. Later, please. I want to show you something. It's on my chest. So then Jack takes Dr. Salmon to the bathroom to show him his scar on his chest. Another bathroom. I think this movie is a little more coded than we think. Then we get some nice 70s homophobia. Jack, I want to help you. Then lock me up. Come over to the hospital tomorrow. Someone's gonna die tonight. You two baggage shut up. Jack, I cannot help you unless you really want me to help you. Now remember what I told you. Oh, now we're at the Watergate, and Jack is calling someone to find out if someone in Hungary is a red dart. I'm guessing a communist, and he suspects Giselle of brainwashing him into thinking he's a werewolf or at least a killer. So I guess he did leave her in Hungary. Weird. I wonder why. Yeah. Later, he's on the phone with Marion, and we get a Wolfman transformation. And it's not the worst I've seen, but it does look like the same technique from the 40s. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's got gray fur hair. Fur? Whatever. Then he crawls around the floor for a bit, acting like a bad dog, and then does some panting with, what the fuck? I... <laughs> Are you a dog or a werewolf? I think he got his wires crossed. Cut to the witness hippie couple from earlier and their FBI agent. The female hippie goes into a phone booth, and we've covered those in previous podcasts, so if you don't know what a phone booth is, go listen to those. Anyway, so she's making some calls, then who shows up? The werewolf. He gets the hippie guy, then the werewolf knocks over the phone booth trying to get the girl. It's such a weird scene. And where the hell is the FBI guy? Oh, there he is. And he shoots at the werewolf, and the werewolf runs away. Next day at the White House, we see the president bowling. The private bowling alley scene is like, what is happening? They really had some time to kill with this scene. So Jack is starting to turn and the ball gets stuck on his fingers because they swell. Interesting. Fun fact, there is a private two-lane bowling alley in the White House that was added by Nixon. Uh, weird. <laughs> Cut to the war room meeting with a bunch of old white guys talking bullshit. Just as Jack starts changing, his hands get all hairy and then... He awkwardly backs out of the room, acting like a loon. 
Then cut to Suited Werewolf in some sort of underground power station or something. And a guard with a machine gun shoots him a bunch and it does nothing. So the werewolf kills him, then chews on him for a second. Then he runs off and he finds some sort of weird laboratory with this little person scientist and a Frankenstein-like monster on a table and some dude with too much eyeliner in a cage. What the fuck is under the White House? <laughs> then the little person scientist starts to tame the wolfman. The wolfman starts licking the scientist's face like a dog. I don't know what is happening. And then he just runs off. I was like, did that, did that just happen? Next morning, Jack wakes up in a cemetery. And it looks like Arlington National Cemetery, but they don't say. Then he walks home and calls someone to get some silver bullets. And he can only get one by tonight. It's always just one bullet. What the fuck are these people? They can't make more than one bullet? Ugh. Cut to back to the scientist, Dr. Kiss, the little person scientist, and the president. Bullets won't stop it. They would get it with a, a tank or a flamethrower. I don't want him destroyed under any circumstances. Don't you realize how important it is to our programs? You must issue the order that he be taken alive. Sir... Damn interesting, uh, Dr. Kiss, about the, the programs. Uh, uh, just, uh, just what in the hell are our uh, scientific programs? I haven't any more time for this. I have my own work to tend to. Brother, it's pretty much the law. Word leaps out that there's a werewolf running around and we, we can't kill it. Well, just don't let it. Only you and I have seen this. Just keep all the people off the streets tonight and we'll handle it. Then another bathroom scene. There are so many shots in bathrooms. The director or someone has some sort of fetish or something. So then Dr. Kiss and his assistant walk into the stall together while the president is talking to them. Then he opens the stall door and they are gone. So there's a secret passage in a toilet to an underground secret lab? Or did he Harry Potter himself down the toilet? <laughs> Either way, just weird. All right. This movie is giving me a headache. <laughs> Cut to Jack finally convincing Dr. Salmon and the Attorney General that he's a werewolf. And they're just so somber about it. No one's freaked out that he's a werewolf. They're just like, oh, okay, you're a werewolf. Whatever. Back in his apartment at the Watergate, they chain him to a wooden and wicker rocking chair. Yeah, that's going to do something. Also, the chair is set on a fur throw and there's hand sculptures around. Is there some sort of subliminal message they're trying to do in this movie with all this random shit? Or was it all accidental? I don't know. Later that night, Marion shows up and starts trying to free Jack, but he keeps telling her to leave. But she just wants to stay the night. Then she starts kissing him while he's all tied up. Then the phone rings, and of course, it's the president. Mr. President. Hi, Jack. I, I know I gave you a few days off, but it's just that the uh, press secretary is ill, and I, I need you there. I guess it's my most important address ever. I'm announcing an arms limitation agreement with the Chinese foreign minister, and I, well, I just don't want the public to think that it's a cover for the curfew I'm imposing upon Washington tonight. I just don't want to sound like a little boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean, Jack? Now they're all in a helicopter. The president, Jack, and a Chinese prime minister for some reason. Uh-oh, the moon is full. And we get another werewolf change scene, and the prime minister can see it happening, and he's freaking out. Finally, the president sees him, and he starts saying, down boy, sit boy. 
As the helicopter lands, the president gets out in front of all the press and the werewolf attacks him and then runs off. Back at Jack's apartment, Marion is prepping a romantic meal as tense music starts to play. Then there's the wolfman behind her and she finally sees him. So they run around the apartment a little and she goes into this room, maybe a bedroom with wallpaper that I can't even describe how hideous this is. <laughs> and Marion's got the gun with the one silver bullet and she shoots the werewolf. Then he slowly turns back into Jack as everyone watches. Then we get a little cover-up talk. Oh, well, this gets out. What gets out, General? He's changed back. Who's to say any of us saw what we saw? An autopsy. We'll have an autopsy. No, 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 no. My mind, it's playing tricks on me. Listen, we'll, we'll give him a, uh, a hero's burial. He became... He came between... A sniper's bullet and the president's daughter. Yeah. We trace this gun, find out who the owner is. No, no, bury it, bury it, bury it with last year's nerve gas. The president's going to be all right. He just has a little bite on the neck. Cut to the White House and a bunch of wolf howls. Then a message from the president. My fellow Americans, this is your president speaking to you from the White House. First, I want to thank you for your letters and telegrams offering me your best wishes during my recent illness. Secondly, I know I can count on your support as I lash out against the enemies of America, both in the press as well as the Senate. Republicans as well as Democrats, white as well as black, who have circulated the vicious rumors holding members of my administration responsible for the recent and tragic deaths of just a few of my political opponents. At night, I roam the silent, empty corridors of this great house, wrestling with my conscience. And I've come to this conclusion. If I'm to prevent our enemies from destroying not me, but the very office of the presidency, I must have your support. And so, And so, and so, and so, the mummy list <laughs> number one best kill hmm probably when marion kills the werewolf i guess number two hottest guy i think it was the astronaut or dr salmon but you know number three pick two other movies to go with this one to make the perfect movie night 
maybe this movie, then Silver Bullet, then Wolf Cop. You know, have a full moon party. <laughs> Best scare. Uh, there were no real scares. So, uh, if it doesn't already have a sequel, would you want one? No, no, I wouldn't. No, this is a rough one. <laughs> special effects rating. Well, the special effects were good for the 40s, but the 70s, not so much. Number seven, kill count. I want to say six, but there could have been a couple more that we didn't see. Number eight, what made Eva laugh? When the little person scientist, Dr. Kiss, was getting licked by the werewolf. Ugh. Number nine, best dressed. I'm going to say Mrs. Cabtree, mostly for the jewelry. Eh. Number 10, worst dressed. Pretty much everybody else in this movie. <laughs> Number 11, Parent's Guide of Profanity from IMDb. Mild, I think it's only the F gay slur and the G traveler slur, but that's it. Unanswered questions. What happened to Giselle? What was with all the bathroom stuff? What was the laboratory under the White House? Who was the guy with the eyeliner in the cage? Why in these movies is can you only get one silver bullet? Did the president ever get to finish his bowling? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> and 13, my favorite question. How to make this movie into a drinking game? One, take a drink at every bad edit jump scene. Take a shot when you see Jack transform. Take a shot whenever they are in a bathroom. Eh, maybe that should be take a drink, not a shot. Because in this movie, you might overdo it. <laughs> well, that was Werewolf of Washington from 1973. And I don't, I don't know what to talk about first or at all. Beyond the original Wolfman ripoffs, the weird bathroom theme, the whole political cover-up-y thing that I didn't even really talk about, the secret laboratory under the White House, the weird homo subcurrent between Jack and Dr. Salmon, the terrible editing, the awful storyline, the weird music. I just don't know with this one. Is it just, it's just odd. I don't, I don't know if there's all these like subliminal things we were supposed to pick up on. That maybe if I watched it again, I would get more, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I give The Werewolf of Washington two out of ten toilet cameras, of course. Well, that's enough political full moon movie weirdness for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. Please stop scratching the palms of your hands. It's just not manly.